your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right. Happy Friday. We've got a sports Friday today on the show. We're going to bring Grant Bills in here from WKTY at about 516. I think that's the time we set up. Very precise. It'll be after the news. We're going to talk with Grant about there's there's just, this is almost the height of sports right now. Once the NBA season starts, then it is going to get ridiculous. But that's when baseball's kind of winding up or winding down, I guess. Um, Brewers right in the thick of a playoff race. Also lost Yelich this week. We'll hit that a little bit. Packers, Vikings, probably the biggest game when it comes to rivalries in the state. You know, is there a bigger rivalry than when the Packers play the Vikings? Especially over here, right? Because Vikings are right here. I live in Minnesota. I'm from the Appleton area. So I always like to see the Packers beat the Vikings. Almost always anyway. Sometimes I'm not so sure. And I don't know. What other? Oh, yeah. High school football. There was a third thing. We might have the the, the Mississippi Valley Conference Championship. Might be tonight. Lacrosse Central. Two and one versus Holman, also two and one. Central did lose their wide receiver for the season last week. About two weeks after Grant and I talked about how great it was that these basketball players are playing football when they have full rides or when they have scholarship offers to go to the Badgers. And then one of those guys breaks his, I believe, his collarbone and he's out for the season. And it makes me rethink. Whether or not these guys should play. No, I don't, actually. I broke my leg playing football senior season and didn't regret it. Missed some of the basketball season. But I wasn't going to the Badgers the next year. So, I don't know. I guess maybe if I was in that situation, my priorities might be a little different because I'd be playing for the Badgers. But these guys, that's what they're that's what they're doing. They're playing football and... They've got scholarships to go to the Badgers to play basketball, and and they're still out there. So, I mean, Johnny Davis is going to be playing tonight yet. It's not like he quit the team because his brother broke his collarbone. Uh, Brewers at Cardinals tonight. That's on WKTY at 6.40 p.m. Holman at Central is going to be right here on Wisdom. Pre-game 6.50, kickoff 7 p.m., Drew Kelly. We'll ask ask Grant if he's going to be – with Drew tonight. I'm assuming he's going to be if it's at Central. And then tomorrow, Illinois Wesleyan at UW Lacrosse football, 1245 on WKTY, and then followed by the Brewers at Cardinals again. And of course, Sunday, Vikings, Packers on WKTY. Brewers and Cardinals will be here on Wisdom. There's a NASCAR race on Wisdom after that, and then that night, Philadelphia at Atlanta football. Well, that's all the crazy sports stuff that's happening. Other stuff that I want to get to after we bring Grant on, uh, there's a funny story. I don't know if it's funny. It's it's odd, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. This couple accidentally had $120,000 put into their bank account by the bank, a bank error, and then they spent it. <laughs> and then they got in trouble because then the bank went, oops, we put that in their account instead of this other company. They were supposed to put it in a company's account. And when they went to uh, transfer that money, it was gone. There's like a 1000 bucks left in their account, so... They got in trouble for that. Uh, you know, what should be the punishment there? And it just kind of gets me into a bigger argument about who should we be punishing in, in, with stuff that's going on in the in the world. And I don't know if we can... These are all, like, hard to relate. And I was trying to talk to my friend from Viterbo who's, who's like, a 
professor, doctor, has a doctorate in this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, how? And he's giving me the, that's a civil suit. This is, you know, this is different. And I'm not an expert on that, but it's, but it's always interesting. So actor Felicity Huffman, I think she's from Desperate Housewives. Never seen the show. Uh, she's going to jail for 14 days, having, you know, part of that college scam in California to pay the college to have her daughter's like test scores switch because her daughter didn't do very good on testing. I think some of the other, you know, elite people, rich people paid to have their kids get into certain colleges, you know, and these people are either fighting through the courts or they plead down and it's like, we got to get these people, we got to send them to jail. They're, they're paying off colleges to get their kids in jail and, and that's great and all, but what about like with the opioid crisis and we have these pharmaceutical companies and people own these companies, right? And they're, we, we hear about the billions and billions of dollars in settlements and, uh, Johnson and Johnson, I think, had a five hundred million dollar or so settlement, and then their stock went up the next day because everyone thought it was going to be an even bigger settlement, more than five hundred million dollars. So their stock went up five percent the next day. But like, the, this is just money that these people, you know, these people, these corporations pay off, and then they go about their day. But does anyone actually go to jail for this stuff? Is anyone going to go to jail for the opioid crisis? Is anyone going to go to jail for um, the Equifax breach? Like that—that that was a thing in the news, and maybe somebody did. I guess I just my we, we again. I was talking to my friend at Viterbo about this, and and he just meant I couldn't think of the Equifax. I know me and Mitch talked about it on the show a couple years ago now, um, but like <laughs> when these companies do this stuff, they always settle and they always pay millions of dollars in fines and. Nobody ever gets to go to jail, but when it comes to, you know, an actress paying for their kid to get into school, she's going to jail for 14 days. Now, the uh, her defense team wanted her to get house arrest, which would have been funny because if she gets house arrest, she lives in a house with an infinity pool. So that would have been kind of an odd house arrest punishment to you have to stay here for, you know, six months to pay off your sentence and you can just, you know, swim in your infinity pool. So part of me isn't. Sorry at all that they get punished. But another part of me is like, why, who, who should we really be going after and, you know, get fired up about when people don't get jail sentences and when people do get jail sentences? Of course, you know, if we, we can reel this in locally, Ronald Crosby Jr. arrested again. And we always argue about how he should be in jail when he gets released because the whole innocent until proven guilty thing and everyone gets fired up about that. But when it comes to these corporations, and we never, you know, rarely see people go to jail for those. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. I can get I can get one call in real quick. Who's this? Okay. Nope, not going to get him in. All right, we're going to hit the news, and then we're going to come back with Grant Bills from WKTY, talk a little sports, and I'll get your calls after that right here on Wisdom. Ready to score touchdowns, Lambo. <laughs> talk sports, yeah, yeah. So it's Sports Friday for you over on your show. I know you were talking vaping earlier this week. You kind of cover all sorts of topics, but you like getting into sports once a week, don't you? Yeah, I got to do it because otherwise I just go insane. This is uh, true. Too much too much. Uh, when we talk about news a lot, it's often depressing because that's all that's often the most interesting is the depressing stuff. So yeah. I feel like if we could do sports for just a segment, 
If it runs long, it runs long. I don't mind <laughs> at all. But if we could do sports for just a segment, it'll it'll just kind of bring it back, kind of get me into a, a little bit of a, a normal routine. Like just bring me down a little bit from all the the chaos. Yeah, I got that. We've been very positive over here this week. I guess we'll start with the Brewers. I do want to talk. What are you Packers, talking Mike? about? Christian Yelich is out for the season. Okay, well, yeah, that 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 part of it is that part of it sucks. I'm not going to lie. But the Brewers have won seven in a row, and they've given us reason to be excited. I, I think reason that we haven't had since really early this season. The old win one for the Gipper. Exactly, exactly. So now we can, that's the that's the optimistic way to look at it, right? The Brewers will rally around Christian Yelich's injury. Uh, and I know, Rick, you are a huge NBA guy, and you watch football as well. What is your relationship with the Brewers, and what is your Brewers fandom exactly, if, it, if, if any? I have Christian Yelich as the keeper on my fantasy baseball team. Well, there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> so I root for Christian Yelich. <laughs> well, then I suppose you're, you're 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 rooting for the Brewers as well, Rick. In my experience with you, you probably uh, you probably are, are a realist about sports. You probably call things as you see them, which might sometimes come across as negative. What are your thoughts on the Brewers right now? I know seven in a row, but they're staring down the the face of their old rivals. I think a couple of my listeners are are expecting the Cardinals to crush Brewers fans' dreams this weekend, just like they have for for all of our lifetimes. Yeah, I'm captain, like, root for the underdog. So I feel like now the Brewers are really an underdog. When they had Yelich, I mean, they were still an underdog because the Cardinals always seem to have, like, oh, look at all of a sudden the Cardinals have all these pitchers again that, yep. that kind of come and go, and then they're good. And um, So I, I really, like, when, when you look at it, too, it, this is a real underdog story that can happen, right? The Brewers could easily get two out of three from the Cardinals this week, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the Brewers could easily win two or three. They could easily get swept. This this could go a, a million different ways. I, and, and speaking of underdogs, Rick, it's funny. I was just talking with my listeners before you came on. A week ago, September 5th, which is actually eight days now, the Brewers had a 5.5% chance to make the playoffs. Eight days later now, today, that's up to 33.5%. Which is weird because in that time, Christian Yelich has gotten injured, right? You'd think that would tank, if not eliminate, the Brewers' playoff chances. But they keep winning games seven in a row now. Yeah, they play the Marlins. <laughs> that so. helps. Although the Marlins, I mean, baseball's different, man. You you get the Padres or, or the Marlins or, or any of these these lower-tier teams at the wrong time. And, and The Brewers? Yeah, the, the Brewers are a good example. The Marlins gave the Brewers fits earlier this year, right? The Padres gave the Brewers fits earlier this year. I don't think anything is a given. There's a more favorable matchup, but I don't think it's like the NFL or the NBA where you can just expect to, well, to walk in and have it be easy. It's because a new guy is on the mound every day, right? Like, So exactly. it's a different game every day because you know, if you got a righty on the mound and he's good, all your lefty batters are going to be better. You know, mm-hmm. like So every day... Uh, any different bat, even any different hitter could be di- better or worse, depending yep. on what side of the mound the guy's, not side of the mound, but what arm the guy's throwing with. And then with football, as long as the quarterback's out there, you you know, that then you have a shot. You kind of know what's coming. Baseball is, it is, that's a very good way to look at it, that every game is unique and everything shakes out differently. I, I'm more worried this weekend about Packers, Vikings, because you know what? Whatever happens with the Brewers, I, I have just learned to not expect and, and to not. I'm just going to sit back and watch at this point because I've tried to figure this team out and can't. The Packers-Vikings game makes me a little bit more nervous. I actually hate the Packers-Vikings rivalry. I grew up closer to Minnesota than I did to Chicago. Packers and Vikings fans can get kind of nasty with each other. Yeah, but that's awesome. What do you mean nasty? (laughs) Well, like nasty in, in, in weird ways. Like Packers fans always default to the lame. The Vikings don't have a championship, which is very true. And if there are Vikings fans listening, until you win a ring... Packers fans will have that over you, and that's something you have to live with. 
but then the, 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 with the whole Anthony Barr injuring Aaron Rodgers and that somehow became a rallying cry for a franchise, and it, it's been nasty and it's been weird at times. This is not a rivalry. Yeah, I would I just say it. like maybe a sad rivalry in terms of what you argue against. Yeah, I, that, maybe that's the right way to look at it. It's not very fun either. Like um, you guys have Kirk Cousins, Vikings fans, so <laughs> like. If if the Vikings win at all, it's because Kirk Cousins just beat you, and maybe that's a sad that's a sad state of affairs for the Packers. Yeah, maybe. And I know Rick, you live over on the other side of the river in Minnesota. I guess I don't know your upbringing, Rick. We'll have to learn that I'm, story. But... I'm from Appleton, so like oh, okay. I grew up, but I kind of despise Packer fans because we've been spoiled since Brett Favre. Sure, we've been spoiled for what twenty years, and that's a bad thing. No, yes, because all those Packer fans are spoiled. I've been to, I think the Packers are 8-0 and when I go to Lambeau Field. And I've seen Brett Favre boot off the field at halftime three times. Yeah. But I've never seen the Packers lose, if you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. So spoiled Packer fans are booing Brett Favre off the field. And I guess maybe they have a right to do that. But I'm like, uh, it's Brett Favre. We don't boo this dude. I, I And I would tend to agree. I just... I would be against booing your own team if at all possible. Like, if your team's getting blowed out, you know, 42 to nothing. But like the Bears, the Bears were getting booed last week and one of their players actually stepped up and said, come on, we don't we don't need to do that here. Like we'd prefer you don't do that. And I get that. I don't know if I ever am a fan of of fans booing their own team. Didn't the Bears pick that Mitchell Trubisky guy over Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, maybe that is worth a boo. Maybe. (laughs) Definitely worth some boos. I think so. And they like traded up to get Trubisky. Oh yeah, they They doubled down on Trubisky. Like it wasn't, ah, who should we take? Like they they knew or they thought they knew. So what's more interesting going into the weekend? The Packers Cardinals because they that's for the division. If the pa- the Packers Cardinals, the the Brewers Cardinals, yep. because if the Brewers somehow chip away at that four game lead, the Brewers get a bye week. Or is that how that works? Do they get a bye if they win the division? Well, yeah, essentially the baseball's equivalent of a bye, right? So there's two wild card teams, yeah. and those two wild card teams have to play a one game winner takes all. So the winner moves on, and then you get to move into the National League divisional series, right? So if you win your division you get a, a, the benefit of a full series, right? You don't have to play a one-game winner-takes-all, which is what the wildcard teams will have to do. So, obviously, it's it's advantageous for the Brewers to win the division. I, I'm not going to talk about that until after this weekend. Because okay. if the Brewers win two of three or they win all three, then it's on the table because the Cardinals have to play a bunch of games against the Cubs next week. I believe a, a three- and a four-game series, seven games before the end of the season. And the Cubs have everything to play for, right? The Cubs are in danger of missing the playoffs, which can absolutely not happen. So you know the Cardinals are going to get the best punch from the Cubs, the best chance from the Cubs, which means maybe the Brewers can gain a couple of games on the Cardinals. I don't know. But I'm going to wait until after this weekend to, to, to try to figure that out. Yeah, I looked at all the Brewer-Cardinal matchups, and they're all pretty nice, like Chase Anderson-Waka yep. and Jordan Lyles versus Flaherty. That's who you'd want. If you want to put your best, ver- you know, like your best versus their best, and Hauser tonight against Wainwright, which is actually... You know, five years ago, that would have been a Cardinals victory. But yeah. now, well, because maybe Hauser wasn't playing. But uh, Wainwright is, is human in the, now. But uh, when you look at like this, the, and it's funny if you scroll down on ESPN's little preview. Yep. Top hitters, Christian Yelich. And then you, if you think about it, oh, yeah, the Cardinals, they traded for that Paul Goldschmidt uh, guy. <laughs> don't remind me. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. So they have like, you know, they, they just, they have... They they always have an answer for always. for everything. They're all they're always there. Uh, yeah, if they, but I but I baseball is a weird sport and it doesn't really matter because everyone hits like two fifty. So you you never know who's who's going to be on and and any I think any of these games could be one for the Brewers. Oh yeah, and players go through hot streaks and cold streaks. It's just about you know putting it all together at the right time, which I think Craig Council has done a really good job of two years ago, last year, and and so far this year. 
uh, in the last month of the season. I'm really intrigued by Brewers or Packers Vikings. You got me messing up my teams. Well, that's what I was going to say. Are we so you're going to wait until Monday before you really think about the Brewers? So right now, like like we can get into this a little bit. Packers Vikings. Uh, we, we it's so interesting, and it's almost like we don't know what either of these teams are. You you are of the mindset that the Packers have a great defense. I think the Packers defense is still questionable. We just played Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears inept offense, and I think I think uh, maybe this week we'll get a better a better. I guess idea of what the Packers defense can be because Dalvin Cook's a good running back. There's two offensive weapons uh, at wideout. They've got a decent tight end and Kirk Cousins, although he can't beat teams over 500, he is Serviceable? decent. He's a decent quarterback. So this is where this is where we start to gauge I think if the Packers did improve on defense. Yeah, and, and Rick, I, I think both can be true, right? The Packers can have a good defense and also have played Mitchell Trubisky. Like those two things can exist at the same time. I, I don't know how great the Packers defense is. I'm not anointing them a top five or a, a top defense in the NFC or the NFL. But if they're top ten, that's good enough and that's a huge improvement on what they've been. I think they're good and they played Mitchell Trubisky last week, which is why they only allowed three points. When was the last time you only saw a team score three points in this in this version of the NFL where offense is everything? You don't well, see that. Yeah, or or just like a Packers defense. So there's two things in the past couple of years that have bugged me about Packers fans yep. or the Packers in general. One, the defense has always been bad, right? Like we're, we're going to blame Dom Capers if the defense is bad, right? And he's mm-hmm. gone now a couple of years. Um, and if the offense is bad, we're going to fire Mike McCarthy, which we finally did. And then we brought in some retread do- former Dolphins coach to, to coach to the last yeah, bit of last year. And now, like, the, so those two excuses are gone, right? Like, we oh, can't yeah. we can't say we're going to fire Matt Lafleur, and we can't say we're going to fire the old Browns coach who's the D coordinator, right? Yeah, Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin, right? Or can we do that yet? If the Packers start, if they start fl- f- sucking on defense, can we? Can we do the Mike Pettins needs to be fired? Uh, I mean, I, I think you probably could. I just don't think. I honestly don't think that's in the realm of possibility. They, they, they invest unless everybody gets hurt. In which case, then that's the excuse. That's the reason they invested in two premier pass rushers. They drafted one safety and brought in another, both of which made big plays last week. Yeah, well, and, one and knew the secondary. Bears' offense, so that, I mean, he was a former Bears safety. You I still, still you, suspect. You still got you still got to make the play, though. I mean, <laughs> the ball doesn't catch itself. You saw Kevin King drop a, a ball last well, week. Well, I, so. I saw I uh, saw Trubisky throw in the end zone to double coverage. That's what I saw. And 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 that happens. And you need to make sure you have the personnel that can take advantage of that and read that play and go get the ball. Mahomes would have scored. I'm not, well, not on that throw. I'm not (laughs) claiming that the Bears have an otherworldly offense, but the Packers defense can be good and have played a bad opponent. Like those two things, both can be true. Yes. And that's why I'm holding my breath until after the weekend on that. You're holding your breath on the Brewers where I'm like all in. I'm like, Brewers are going to win two out of three here against the Cardinals. And they're going to pull. They they have a chance to go into the get into this division race where four games seemed out of out of touch, which seems weird to me. Four games, all oh, the Cardinals got it locked up. Um, they play against each other for three. Yeah. If we get cut this in half, it's a series. Yeah. You know, it's a division race again. Um, and I'm holding my breath on the Packers because it's week one, and, and the week ones are always weird, especially when you play on a Thursday night because teams just don't do. Even if it's the first game of the year, Thursday night's always weird. And uh, we saw that last night a little bit too, right? 
Uh, so I'm holding my breath on the Packers while you hold your breath on the Brewers. Yeah, and I think that a wait-and-see approach is always good. I, I'm not going to hold my breath on a couple teams in the NFC North because I think a couple of teams have an absolute must-win game this weekend, and I'm going to talk about that coming up in my show. Yep. We're going to talk about some trade rumors and other things. What are you talking about over there for the rest of your show? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about this couple that got $120,000 in, in a bank error and then spent it and now are in trouble. And how we go after people like that, and then we don't go after uh, stuff like the opioid corporations that kill a whole bunch of people because of opioid. So you're gonna dive deep. You're gonna dive pretty deep. Yeah, you're into. Also, there was a shooting. Also, shooting last night in lacrosse too, like a shots fired situation. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you got a lot of serious stuff. Good luck over there. Yeah, I'm sweating now just thinking about how I'm gonna manage all this. Have a good rest of your show. All right, thanks, Grant. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. That's Rick Solom. Yes, Grant, B- Grant Bills, the Wisco Sports Show on WKTY. We're going to take a break. I'm sorry I didn't get to your phone calls. We'll do that when we come back from Scott's Comet and the News right now. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line if you want to get in here. We do have one person waiting very patiently for me and Grant to get done talking about the Packers and the Brewers, and we didn't even talk about Central versus Holman tonight on Wisdom at 650. But we're going to get, I think his name is Jim, in here right now. Jim, go ahead. Caller? Oh, wait. Okay, now you're there. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. All right. Uh, my name is Jeff. Um, a Tuesday night meeting at the Town of Campbell uh, board meeting. Um, there was some talk about uh, putting a sidewalk on the north side of Clinton Street. I think it would be smart to put it in and go from Hiawatha Island all the way down to Quick Trip uh, for the simple reason of uh, having access uh, to Tom Sawyer's and Castaways uh, with uh, a blinking uh, light for cross going across Clinton Street. With that being said, they should fill the whole in uh, by Quick Trip and castaways and make it a little park there as well. And I think Dan wants to also put up some condos or something there in that parking lot that used to be a tavern, which would be good tax base for the town of Campbell as well. So I think the county and the DNR should also approve things so it works out. I think it would be something good for the island to have there as well. All right. Uh, All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Always the town of Campbell news on lacrosse talk PM. Uh, We're going back to the phones. Number three, go ahead. I want to thank you for taking my call this afternoon. (laughs) Did I, do I not take your call? I consider it an honor to be speaking with you. (laughs) All right. You know where I learned that lingo? Uh, Your parents? No, by listening to John Hannity. Who? John Hannity. You had to listen to him when you were groomed for this show, remember? You mean Sean Hannity. Or Sean Hannity. Well, I listen. That's the way people talk to him when they want to talk with him. Uh, okay, you don't have to do that with me. I'm buttering you up. Anyway, about that show with your boss last night, Dick Record? Yeah. Did you two guys rehearse that before, or did you actually shoot that from the hip? Uh, right, straight from the hip. Okay. 
Well, you've done good because your job was probably on the line, so you're still there tonight. <laughs> so I, I think he thinks you've done a good job. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you were trying to get me fired by asking him questions he didn't know the answers to. Well, I like to ask people questions that they don't know answers to when they're on a committee. Yeah. that's I do a lot of that. I'm going to have another sermon for you Monday, but I won't take up your time tonight. Oh, okay. Well, is it a, can we get a little preview? No, I'm keeping it a very secret. Oh, okay. All right, okay, we'll look forward to that on Monday. Thanks for taking my call, sir. <laughs> okay, see ya. The rare Friday tease for a number three call on Monday about a sermon he's going to have, probably probably on the police. I'm guessing it's going to be police chief related or just uh, judge related or Rob Abraham versus judge versus Ronald Crosby Jr. related. If you guys didn't see that, you can check out the wisdomnews.com website. He's back in jail. Or maybe he's out. I don't know. I guess I didn't look to see if he's on the intake list, Ronald Crosby Jr. Um, I'm gonna. I'm doing it right now. I got this bookmarked. I know exactly. Know exactly where these are. Um, yep, there he is, 19 year old Ronald Crosby, on the inmate listing. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. If you heard Drew on the news talking about a. Well, it's called Shots Fired an Incident, and he's, he, he was describing what I think is the video that's on our website on wisdomnews.com. It's the, if you go there, it's the first story right in the middle uh, where there's a video here. There's a guy. It looks like he's trying to unscrew a bumper of a, some little four-cylinder car with a spoiler on the back. And then um, I can't see. I mean, he says he's wearing a plaid black and white shirt, but it's a black and white video. Because it's a surveillance video from somebody's house cam or security camera on their house, house cam. Uh, so he's got a plaid shirt on. Not sure if it's black and white. At this point, he probably changed his shirt. And I can't tell. I guess if maybe if I listen to it, but I listened to it earlier and it was just, I heard kids in the background. So like kids from inside the house, maybe? I, I don't know. I wasn't understanding. And I didn't ask anybody about it because um just jumped in here and started doing the show and you could see he, 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 Oh, there it is. Okay. Now there it is. I got to the end, go to the end of the video. I so I was, I was analyzing whether, so he's taking a bumper off a car and I was like, there's no shooting going on here. Cause I, I figured like if I'm, I'm going to shoot at this guy, I'm going to shoot at him when he's taking the bumper, but okay. So he takes the, it looks like he might get the bumper off the car. It's hard to say. Cause if he's taking a bumper, he didn't take the bumper off. It looks like he might get something off the car. And I, maybe not, and he's running away. Maybe maybe he had his tools, and he runs in. You can see the car in the top right corner. He runs into that car, I believe. I'm just waiting. I'm doing this real time. I'm watching it real time. He gets in the passenger seat, so somebody else is driving. And right at the end, 10 seconds left in the video, the car starts up. They take off. They're going slow. Go by the camera. You see their guns, two shots, and one of those shots goes through a car, the car window in which he was previously trying to steal the bumper from. So it must have went right through that car because it came out the window on the camera side of the street. So, uh, yeah, there it was. So shot, shot, people shooting at each other or just kids shooting out the car window for no reason. Um, and this is part of a maybe another problem that the police reported on September 11th of all days. 20 cars on 
Now I got to get the roads. Get ahead of myself. Twenty cars were broke, either broke into or just at least had their windows smashed, like the passenger or driver's side window smashed. And police said most of the people or most of those cars had been rummaged through, at least going through glove boxes and consoles in the middle, you know, center consoles. And these break-ins occurred on Johnson Street to King Street and 16th Street South to 23rd Street South. September 11th, between 2 and 8 a.m., 20 vehicles, smash windows. Police just say, again, like this video here that we've got on wisdomnews.com, if you got surveillance cameras, go check them out from that day. See if you could see anything. And if you do, police would like to take a look. They probably want to download that stuff. This is a, I remember seeing a couple weeks ago in a town in Iowa wanted the police actually to be able to have access if you wanted to like, hey, police, if you need our security cameras anytime, you, maybe they don't, so they don't have to always get permission from every house or at least they know, hey, if you have security cameras, let us know that you have them so that if something happens on this street block, we can come ask your permission to use that as opposed to maybe going door to door and being like, hey, do you have a security camera? Do you have a security camera? And then at least that way the police know, oh, you know, the Smiths at 572 North Street, they have security camera. Something happened on that block. Maybe even if we could just see the car drive by, we'll get an idea of, of who was driving or what kind of car it was. Anything like that, like anything helps, right? 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be back on Wisdom right after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Rick Solom, 608-785-7914. I should do that slower. 608-785-7914. Talked a little bit about the Packers-Vikings happening this weekend. Also, Brewers-Cardinals, probably the biggest series of the season. And it's just going to be like that until the Brewers are in it or out of it, whether or not that continues to happen. Brewers-Cardinals, if the, the, the Cardinals are up four games on the Brewers, they play th- each other three times, not a lot of games to go in the season. So if somehow the Brewers can get a couple of games here, They'll be right in the they'll be right in the hunt for the division. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's gonna happen all weekend. You can check out the games. Make sure the games are because there's so many sports things going on. So we have Central at uh, Holman at Central on the on right here on Wisdom at 6:50 p.m. Because the Brewers and Cardinals at 6:40 p.m. are on WKTY. If you want to listen to either of those tomorrow. Brewers and Cardinals on WKTY. I'm just making sure. And then Sunday, just so you know, Brewers and Cardinals are on Wisdom while the Packers and Vikings play each other on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. If you're listening or want to know. Right now, we're going to do we're gonna do this right now, I think. So we're going to do Animal Fact of the Day. It was a stupid show. It's almost childish. You could tell he asked people to call in um, if they had a favorite animal because for some reason he was fascinated by otters. I love otters. They're so cute. They swim together. They hold hands with their couple, with their significant other when they're swimming. So I follow this guy in Australia on Facebook called Jim Greenstein. His name is Jim Greenstein. It's not what he's. It's also what he's called. 
He has a greenhouse. I don't know a whole lot about him. I just I fo- I I saw his post one day. He has in the last couple of years, not this year. So it's summer is well. We're heading into winter. Winter. Australia's heading into summer. So he has a greenhouse, and in there he has a couple of frogs that live in his greenhouse, and one is named Ollie. So not this past winter for them, but the two winters previous to that, Ollie has hibernated in a tiny little rain gauge. It was the cool, and he posts pictures and he posts updates, like weekly updates. Ollie's still in his rain gauge. He's got his little nose just above the the rain gauge. It's it's the cutest thing. So Ollie is a green frog, a green tree frog. He's 16 years old, or he's hibernated for 16 years at his greenhouse. So he's probably 17 years old. And, uh, Jim posted today after 14 weeks of hibernation somewhere in our greenhouse in Grays Point in southern Sydney, Australia. Ollie, the resident green tree frog, has woken up. I found him last night. He croaked back to my call. So he calls his friend Ollie, croaks at him. He's lost a little weight but looked alert and bright-eyed and after 16 hibernations is once again ready to go hunting. So I just thought it would be cool to just do a couple little green tree. If you want to look him up, look up Jim Greenstein on Facebook. And you can see the the post. It's uh, green and then S-T-E-I-N. And you'll probably find him. His profile picture is just a old hippie-looking guy with long hair and a red hip, red bandana, uh, red uh, headband on. Green tree frogs. They're native to Australia. They were imported onto ships to the U.S. and New Zealand. Green tree frogs scream when in danger. Danger is near. They scream. Does not... It does this to scare off animals that have threatened them. And when they're touched, they squeak. And if you have them in a greenhouse like Jim does, they just croak back at you when you croak at them. I'm sure they're friends. 16, 17 years they've been together. I just think it's awesome. That's all I got for the weekend. Hope you guys have a good weekend.